Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast and today we're continuing our week of talking about uh, assessments and structural balance and strength tests and all the good stuff. And we're going to be talking about today what the leading cause of gym injuries is and what you can do about it. What's up tribe? Welcome to the podcast. We've got my brother Rad across the table from me and the smartest dude in the room, Phil White, a.k.a. APT Physio. ADPT Physio. Adapt Physio. We've got the sexiest man in the room behind the mixer, Richard Lillies, and we are Unity Gym in the Unified Movement System and ADPT Physio. Uh, now, yes. we bumsted you a bit this week, guys. We told you we were going to be doing a physio special today. Uh, we are postponing that show for a variety of reasons, and uh, because today's topic is just so damn important to talk yeah, about. Yeah, that and unless she's unwell. Yeah. But mostly <laughs> this right. topic is so good we couldn't. Yeah, work. and we also <laughs> told you we were on yesterday, but we weren't because it was Australia Day yesterday, and public we were holiday. all having a public holiday and training really hard here in the gym. So anyway, look, before we get started, I want to give some love to everyone tuning in on our YouTube channel. Smash that like button. Help us uh, help us with some love. And uh, big shout out to everyone listening on the podcast. Podcast is growing. We love you long time if you give us a five-star review. And then we want to send some love, max love, max love to everyone tuning in live on the UMS Movement Mastermind private or public Facebook group. Hello, Dave Clark. Anyone else on the uh, anyone else on the stream? Please uh, let us know who you are, where you're from, and answer the question of the day. We want to know today: Have you ever done a gym workout that was competition based, either in time, max volume, or max intensity? Think CrossFit, for example, when when wads were all the rage. Uh, we used to do what we call a hero workout here once a month, where we'd all train up, and then once a month on Saturday we'd come in and just kick our butts with either a time-based or volume-based or intensity-based workout. Uh, and we want to know if you've ever done anything like that before and what it was like, whether it motivated you, whether it uh, wasted you, whether it injured you. What was your experience? How are you, Rad? How are you, Rich? How are you, Phil? Good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, good. Good, good. I think this is, um, you know, we're not, we didn't get to our physio show today, but I think, like, this is such a key part of staying injury-free is figuring out how to get this right where you your training is training and your competition is competition and you don't blow those lines <laughs> yeah we didn't gonna... get it right we we didn't get it right for a really long time um so if you're listening to this and thinking that oh this is a new concept then chances are that you're really making uh, a mess of it and the there's a massive massive part of the fitness industry that has been built on these concepts and I would say that it even goes well beyond uh, CrossFit back to the boot camp days yeah. and maybe it goes even further back than that but uh, Yanni and I have been personal trainers for 17 years now and one of the big things when we were starting out was boot camps at the gyms that we worked at even they had boot camps and again they're, they're modeled off something really hardcore right it's like it's a boot camp that the whole name comes from the military because yeah. that's what you do when you start in the military you go to boot camp and um, you know, it's all this carrying tires up hills and then doing excessive amounts of push up and it's and it's literally just like training until you die. Like, you know, 
people talk about like it's almost like a badge of honor if you threw up at boot camp you know like I w- yeah good on <laughs> you I you worked so through hard my own <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but but um look i did lots of boot camps and i also used to be a boot camp instructor for fitness first for a while uh and we never did we never actually made it a competition it was just everyone do this uh and and it wasn't about if you could lift more weight than the other guy or if you could do more rounds than the other guy or you, if you could finish the workout quicker than the other guy i think the first example of that that i saw was definitely crossfit and um crossfit when it first emerged it was just so freaking cool and they created such a strong culture and uh, and that's sort of what, if you went to a CrossFit box, that's what you did, you did a wad. And the wads were usually always a, re- um, a replica of one of the comp, one of the, the open workouts, you know, they had the CrossFit open and everyone had to qualify every year through a series of workouts of the day that were always sort of, originally they were randomized, but then of course they became mainstay staples. They're all named after females. It was pretty funny, uh, female names. And, um, and, and so a lot of gyms were just trying to replicate that style of training because it was really fun. And it, what it did was it gamified exercise because you're putting you're pitting yourself up against other people it's creating a a a competitive atmosphere and we all know that humans by nature are competitive animals you know we like to put ourselves up and and test ourselves against other humans and um and so yeah it became really intoxicating and really motivating uh but what we found out very quickly was that you know, the, con- the, the the concept of blurring the lines between training and competition didn't work. It just hurts people. You, you, you ju- the, the amount of volume and intensity becomes quite uncontrollable. Uh, the, the, you know, mixing that with a time-based element really fati- puts the body under a lot more fatigue. And you, you end up, you know, doing movements that require a level of recovery and a neurological <laughs> input that once you're fatigued, the nervous system's fried, you just can't get the form and technique very good. Yeah, it's the co- most common mistake that people make that lead to injury, where people sort of think that it's like one little movement or it's like, you know, there's one sort of exercise that you should stay away from or like there's some little specific thing that is the reason for injury. But with pretty much all like uh, kind of you know, non-acute injury, so not like a broken bone or a um, whatever, like a maybe a muscle tear, but even these come up from training errors. Uh, it, it comes down to people just go from zero to 150% without any ramp up and then kind of stay at that. And the most common reason for that is people sort of are not motivated with exercise and then they just get like the bug and then they go hard and that's, yeah. their body just doesn't have time to... Yeah. Um, to get there, so. And that, yeah, like, I mean, there's so many reasons why this is wrong, and I don't even know if we can cover them all in, in one show. But, you know, something is something that really stands out to us, obviously, is it's, it's like what you just said there, you, you know, you're not motivated to exercise. And all of a sudden, you find motivation within competition. And that and it is it is motivating. There's a lot of people that get really, really motivated by it. And because you work like if you talk about like group training that is done in a competitive way, um, all of a sudden there's you know there's this reason to train and it gives you that high at the end where you know you know you did your best and you, oh, you beat that guy but they beat you last week or whatever it is but the problem with those workouts is they very rarely follow good programming if ever and eventually they start using exercises that have a very very specific set of parameters with the way that they're meant to be done properly and that all just gets thrown out the window in favor of how do we keep these people 
mentally stimulated? How do we make them feel like they're doing the next big thing and the, the next shiny object? And that is just so, so dangerous. There's, there's just, it's just a disaster waiting to happen. And, and we've just seen so many injuries from that style of training. We've experienced them ourselves. Phil, you've worked with a lot of people that have had those you know, injuries from that style of training. Um, and, it's, and it's really sad because there's, this is one of the reasons why at Unity Gym, one, one of the main reasons why we include calisthenics in the programming because it is a good motivator. It is a good carrot to dangle on a stick because you can see this shiny thing that you want to work towards, but how do you get there? You get there through good programming and good training, yeah. not through competition and through trying to push yourself and kill yourself. I was just going to flip this around and um, provide a, another example, totally different of how you can stuff this up using calisthenics. Mm. Because a lot of people really mess up tra training for calisthenics oh, yeah. in the same way that they mess up uh, training for CrossFit. You know, and, 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 and nowadays with, it, with the industry being much more evolved, you go to a crossfit gym and you don't generally do wads every day anymore it's it's there's much there's a little bit more thought out a little bit more planning there's a little bit more um proper training and if you look at the professional crossfitters they don't do wads every day they they work to do what, what we want to do tick all the boxes build load capacity develop sk and hone skills and uh mitigate injury risk you know so that when they go out on the field and compete just like any athlete you are resilient. You're ready for it. You've you've honed the skills you need for your, your position, and you've 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 expanded your bucket, so your load capacity has gone up, so that you've got less risk of being injured. And if you get injured, it's less severe, you know. And um, uh, the, the the gym and CrossFit and calisthenics are no different. And what we see often at Unity Gym is we have guys come here or girls who are into calisthenics. They've been doing calisthenics for a couple of years. They've got the bug, and they're useless at it. Because all they try to do when they train is calisthenics. They don't understand that there are variables that, are ne that need to be met, rules that need to be met in programming, like the amount of time under tension, total volume, intensity caps, so that you're not overtraining or hurting yourself that if you don't you know abide by you just don't progress and this is one of the big big breakthroughs that a lot of people have when they do the ums and they train with us at unity gym they come and we put them into just a maximal strength and flexibility program for a while and then they go back to their cali and they outperform in every skill that they were trying to do before because they've just developed the foundation now you know and they've actually <clears> got good control over their scapula and they can hit the flexibility standards to be able to do certain things you know i think i think one of the biggest problems with calisthenics because I, I think all of us probably experience this at some stage but I see it all the time with those people that you just talked about there Yanni the people that come into the gym that have been doing calisthenics for a while and we look at what they're working on and their technique and the quality of it and it's just not there and I think that it, it all comes down to a lack of uh, good coaching and a lack of an understanding of the way that you actually get better and people don't understand that when it comes to calisthenics quality is king it ha you have to be able to produce high quality movement and and like i mean example like for a scapular push-up you know it's it's like the start point for calisthenics training for most people um there's very few regressions that you go back to be like earlier than a scapular push-up and yet people will come in and they'll be trying to show us how they do handstand push-ups and it's just a looks like a dog's breakfast the way that they try and do it and you get them to 
demonstrate a scapular push-up and they can't demonstrate it properly. They can't keep their elbows completely straight. They can't take their scapula through a really nice range of motion with retraction and protraction and maintain depression while they're doing it, maintain the core line, all of that. And people don't understand that. They don't understand that if you want to get good at something like calisthenics, you don't get good at it by just seeing how far you can go and doing a shit quality version of some type of a advanced or intermediate calisthenics movement that it comes from really recognizing what quality means what it looks like and what it feels like and then working on something until you you know meet a certain guidelines like and this is where rep ranges come from right like you have a you know we say we want you to be able to do between three and ten reps of a scapular push-up and the reason why that is such a big rep range is because it's the quality that matters the goal is to get to 10 reps. When you can do a, a couple of sets of 10 reps, then that shows us that you are ready to move on. But if you can't do good quality reps, then your first goal is to do three reps, yeah. three quality reps. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good example of how even within calisthenics, what we teach at Unity Gym, there is still a real misunderstanding of how do you take this from um, it not being competition and it being training. And <clears throat> people will come in and they do, you know, I see people... Um, kick up and do handstands and barely hold it and fall over and and it's the same kind of thing where I say look that's a good thing to do maybe once a week you do one set maybe even once a month where and that's your competition your competition is how long can I hold a handstand for but the people that get this really wrong is you'll see them do 20 minutes of handstands where all they're doing is kicking up and barely holding it for three seconds and falling over and that's not a workout you you didn't actually do anything that made you better at a handstand in that all you did was consistently try to compete with yourself and if you do that day in day out you don't really get anywhere yeah and this is i think the where we need to draw the line and uh, um and make it really really clear that you must not blur the lines between training and competition. You must understand, and this is why it's a really great idea to have a means of expression, a means of being able to express your skill, uh, whether it's in strength, flexibility, performance in general, uh, fitness, uh, flexibility, strength, or just one attribute. You know, uh, I, I know Phil's a an absolute proponent of this concept and he loves playing sport on the weekend and and being able to go out and really demonstrate what you're working for in the gym you know and if and and then if you don't have something that you're passionate about if you haven't found anything yet um then yeah adopt something like calisthenics you know because then you've got something that you're sort of working for and you've got a a means to express the strength and it makes it then much easier to draw the line Okay, when I turn up to the gym five, six days a week, I am here to train. I'm here to get myself better at when I go to the outdoor Cali park and have a play with my friends on the weekend, you know. But you don't do that every freaking day because that's how you hurt yourself. When you're showing off every day, then you end up with forearm and elbow tendinopathy and you end up with shoulder problems and you overdevelop certain muscles because you get good at one thing and then guess what, that's your trick. And that's what all you do. You know, I got I got mates who are, are right into like bar brutes, calisthenics, and they, and they they got one or two tricks that they can do, and they just do that over and over again. And then they they send me a message on Facey going, man, I got this 
pain in my shoulder constantly. And I'm like, yeah, dude, because you unlocked a planche and that's all you freaking do all day. And that's just going to like, you, you need to balance that out with something, you know, like you can. <laughs> well, I'm such like a big proponent of finding something fun that you, you can, you can express all your training is like the only thing worse than uh, going to the gym and, you know, getting this stuff wrong, doing competition and, and hurting yourself is not going to the gym at all. And so I just think it's so key to like find something that you love doing and find something that motivates you to exercise because not exercising is just, you know, worst case scenario. So, mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, we're just really trying to encourage you to find that sort of sweet spot where you can, you know, find that motivation where you don't have to feel like you're going to the gym and you're in the gulag just, you know, doing like the perfect balance training session because it's the right thing to do. Like we want you to be doing it so you and, and enjoy it because you've got a way of yeah expressing all that. Yep. That fitness you're getting because yeah. I know that it's just so I've found it really hard in the past where I just I'm like okay I'm just doing the, the gym I'm just going to focus on like getting my body right and getting on like and then I just don't love training anymore and I'm like oh, well that's sort of the this. first yeah. goal for most people yeah. the first goal for most people and what gets them in the door is either a health related issue or a physique related issue you know they they're, they're unhappy uh, dissatisfied with their physique they've gained a bit of weight and they're like, oh, bugger, I need to lose some weight. I'm going to go to the gym. And that's totally cool. If that's what gets you through the door, that's totally cool. It's a lot of the igni um, ignition of our motivation for many people, most people. The other one is health-related. You've either hurt yourself or you've got back pain or you've been told by your doctor or your physio that you need to do it. And, uh, and that's another totally cool reason to get through the door. But those are very short-term reasons to exercise. And the, and the motivation of those fizzle out within 20 days, I'd say. You know, like That's why so many New Year's resolutions fail in the first month. People join the gym in January and quit the gym in February uh, because they don't find something that's going to take them beyond that point. And, you know, the moment life gets in the way, kids, work, relationship, any other stress comes in and starts compounding, you're just like, oh, man, I don't have the energy to do that. I'll put it on the back burner until mid-year or next year or whatever else, you know. And that's where the, the sport and, and that's why people who, like, I'll give you an example. There was a study done a few years ago that I was really interested in, which was that they, they took two people who needed to lose weight. They, they took a lot of people, but they basically split them into two groups. One of the groups just went to the gym with a weight loss coach and, and, and a dietitian, And the other group did the same thing, but they had a goal at the end of it to run a half marathon. And guess what happened? The people that were training for the half marathon lost way more weight. They did exactly the same protocols, but they stuck with their program until they ran the half marathon, which was like a 12-month goal, which put them in training. They were all like way overweight. They all had to lose between, I can't remember the exact details, but it was between 10 and 30 kilos of weight, and they all lost it. They all achieved their goal. Whereas if you took the other, the, the, when compared to the other group who didn't have a goal of doing something with their training, they all fizzled out after a couple of months and didn't complete the training. So it, you know, that, that just gives you an idea. Like when, when you've got a reason that goes beyond just the initial weight loss goal, you're much more likely to stick with it long term, you know? And this is why we like to say we turn people into athletes because it's this whole process of, uh, it's this metamorphosis from coming to the gym for an ailment or a physique, you know, I want to lose a bit of weight, whatever else. Uh, and we're very lucky because we attract people for performance related goals now a little bit more because of our, our communication strategy but uh, we do get people from time to time who come here and 
want to they say look i love what you guys do i want to do what you guys do but my initial goal is to lose some weight and we say yeah cool you know follow this nutrition plan turn up every day and you and people achieve that goal all the time and then after three months or six months they have gone through this metamorphosis this transformation where now they're training for skill and we have a proprietary system here our ums that does all that um uh, uh, and it's very specific the way we train and the way we work for balance and all this sort of stuff. But let's let's sort of um, we got another uh, ten minutes. Um, I want to quick give a quick shout out. We got Kumaran on the on the stream. He's hey, an ex-member ex of uh, Unity Gym. Welcome to the stream. Uh, and I'll give a quick shout out to everyone else. Lucio is on the stream. We've got Tim Hughes. We've got a bunch of guys from our online coaching. Dave, Tim, and Lucio, all in the UMS online coaching. Isn't it interesting that the, uh, the people who are most engaged and the people who are uh, the ones on this stream making the most of this, educa this free education are also the people who are paying for our online coaching. <laughs> we are... Uh, we got some smart people in that group. Money follows money. <laughs> smarts and education and intellect follow smarts and education and intellect, right? Uh, so, what you know, let's let's just quickly go around the table and let's make it absolutely clear. We're drawing a line in the sand here, tribe, and we're asking you to jump across that line and stand <coughs> with us, proud and tall. Training is for what? I'll kick this off. It is to hone your skills. I know, Phil, I hope you say what I hope you were going to say, which is about <laughs> load capacity. <laughs> Training is for? Yeah, I think it's to facilitate life. Like, it's, it's to get you ready for anything that you want to do. Like, I'm, I'm such a generalist. I like to be able to just, like, I went climbing with a mate the other day. I hadn't been in, you know, a couple of months, but I was ready for it because I've been doing plenty of hanging. I've done plenty of... Uh, you know, balance training, and I played volleyball on the weekend, and I, I, I went surfing, and like I just love the ability to go out and just do whatever I want to do, and that's what I think training is for. Yep, good. What's training for, Rad? To, to, to live. I mean, we live in this body. You know, look down, everyone, look down now. You got two hands, you got two legs. What the fuck are you doing if you're not doing something with it? Because the only thing that you've got from the moment you're born until the day you die is your body. Everything else comes and goes. Even the people that you hold the dearest, there could be a tragic accident, there could be disease, there could be sickness. Like the only thing that's with you from right through your life is your body. And it's a case of use it or lose it. You're gonna, you take it for granted. If you don't have anything wrong with your body, if you're not suffering with health, that you take that for granted, I guarantee it. Because as soon as you start having issues with your body, you will realize just how much you took it for granted that it wasn't there. And maybe you're not, maybe you're already in a place where you're dealing with health issues. And I just think that if you're not, if you're not, if you're not actively trying to make this body better, perform better or, or prevent itself from performing worse, like why, why would you, why pursue riches? Why pursue relationships? Why pursue happiness or anything if you're going to experience that in a fucked up body, you know? So, but for me, I'm like Phil, I'm not motivated to go to the gym at all. I don't give a crap about lifting weights or doing all the work you have to do. So I've found a way, I saw something that motivated me to train when I was younger, which was Kung Fu and martial arts. And then I, that I, I learned to steer that towards something that would be more holistic, but it was always around 
I wanted to be able to do something that I thought, wow, that looks cool. I would love to be able to move like that. And everybody's going to be different. It might be dance that motivates you. It might be yoga. It might be volleyball. It might be running. It might be who knows what it is. But it might be you know powerlifting competitions where you're putting more is. weight on that. Whatever it is, but yeah. find something that motivates you. I mean, I, I don't know anybody that isn't motivated by something. And if you're not, if you are motivated just purely because you want to live and or to do art or be an artist or play violin or be a musician or whatever, then be motivated by wanting to do that pain free. You know. Well, not just you look, and I'll get to Richard in a sec. Um, the, the training for me is about high performance, high performance in everything that I do, and uh, it yeah. brings with that co confidence, immense confidence, when I can stand tall and proud, pain-free, and look the part, and look like someone who takes care of themselves. Because you can't. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger said this brilliantly a while ago. He said, "You cannot cheat a physique. Mm. You can't fake it. You can't mm. pay for it." You can't fake it. You can't do anything. It, it, you know. So, when you have uh, developed a high level of strength, a high level of flexibility, a high level of fitness, uh, and your physique looks the part, you look like an athlete. Y you know instantly that that person has a work ethic that has to have uh, that, that that has earned that. You know that has earned their fitness, that has earned their strength, that has earned their uh, flexibility and their physique. And you can't cheat that. You can't fake that. You know. And and, and I just think that. And, and then of course you've got all the physiological and biological um, uh, things that go with uh, health. You know, I, uh, absence of illness and injury. Uh, <laughs> your brain functions better. Everything functions better. Mm. And then of course we can bring in the whole longevity fact um, uh, that you you know. At the end of the day, we all want to live forever, right? Right. Mm. Uh, so, uh, um, and we want to live with abundance, abundance in, in, in health, wealth and relationships. And they all get better when you're healthy, yeah. when you're, when you're strong, when you're flexible. Well, you know? I think, I think people that move well, and I say move well because I mean strong, flexible and athletic, right? Like the, the combination of it all, they're happier than people that don't. And some people might be listening to this and saying, oh, that's rubbish. But you take the same person who's spiritually enlightened or who has financial wealth and watch their happiness improve as their squat numbers go up or as their flexibility goes up or as they start to be able to play a sport or do something that they could never do before yeah there's no one that doesn't become happier when that happens yeah so yeah i think that's really yeah. instructive and we've, to, we've to trained at. so many high performers in business and life in general mm -hmm. at unity gym mm -hmm. one of the uh, rad and my and richard's personal training company when we used to do personal training and not the ums groups <coughs> is uh we used to train uh, high-flying high execs, corporate execs, the, some of the wealthiest people in the country, you know, and they all uh, said that, you know, uh, getting stronger, getting more flexible, improving their physical performance, exponentially improve their performance in their careers as well, you know. Um, and uh, so, Richie, what, uh, let's bring it in for a landing before we uh, give some love uh, to the guys watching live. What is training for you? Um, training for me is... Well, everyone's got a, a reason to train. Like, whether, like, well, like we've been saying this entire time, you've got uh, aesthetics, you've got sports performance, you've got um, just skill mastery. I think training is just a way of preparing and practicing uh, for something greater. You know, whether it's preparing your body's tissues, your nervous system to perform at a high level, or um, whether it's um, performing these um, movements in order to sort of hypertrophy your muscle for a competition, you know. 
Um, there's many different reasons, but it's more or less it's the specific or intentional way of doing these things on a daily basis to better yourself for that greater thing. For what's to come. And I think that's you know, that's actually what I wanted this discussion to end in. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted, we got very philosophical, but uh, training is about improving load capacity to mitigate your risk of injury when you perform. And it's also to improve the skills that you need during that performance. So for some people just to get through life, like just to climb a set of stairs or to uh, get through their day, they need it, you know, and for others, they need it when they take the, the, the field, the, the, the um, a- athletic field or the sporting field, uh, they need to level up. But the most important thing and the reason for this discussion is that you cannot blur the lines. Training is not competition. Training is not taking the field. And if you ad- approach your workouts in the gym on a day-in, day-out basis as a competition, whether you're competing against yourself, uh, whether you're competing against your training buddies, whether you're competing in CrossFit, whether you're competing in calisthenics, if you do that every day, you will have a very short training life. It won't last very long. You must approach your training in a very different way than you approach a competition. And think about it logically, Tribe. If a professional athlete was asked to play NFL, rugby league, soccer, basketball every single day, they would fall apart. They would not be able to do that. Even the top athletes in the world could not sustain that work capacity, uh, that load capacity. They would break, and so will you. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, We may be doing physio special tomorrow. Uh, We may not. It'll depend whether Nilesh is uh, back on board. Otherwise, we're going to be bringing this uh, in for a landing. We're going to be talking about the uh, industry standard for assessment, how you actually should be assessing yourself based on industry standard. And then uh, depending on whether we've got two shows left on this or one, uh, we're also going to be revealing how exactly and why we do it in the UMS. See you soon, Tribe. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.